This week, Friendshipping is brought to you by The Friendshipping Book. Imagine this podcast, but longer, more detail, and with extremely good and cute art by Gene Way. If that sounds good to you, great news! We wrote a book! It's a very nice and gentle read, and it's a great gift for a graduate or someone you don't know very well, but you need to buy them a gift anyway. Also, the Boston Globe once said that it's great for all humans in general, so pretty good bet. Go to our website, friendshippingpodcast.com, and hit the tab at the top that says The Book. There, you will be linked to Amazon, which is a terrible company. But it is the easiest way for most people to purchase a book, so what can you do? If you like it, please review it on Amazon, or the other better place where you purchased it. This is really, really important to us, so thank you so much to everyone who has read, reviewed, or even just kind of touched and been in close skin contact with our book. And thank you for putting up with this ad buy. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... When friends shift away from each other because they're no longer in the same math class. Oh, I loved algebra. (laughs) Really? No. No, that was a lie. That was a big lie. (laughs) Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the I uh, I liked geometry because I could see shapes, but that's the only math class I've even come close to enjoying. I liked geometry because I had a very fun geometry teacher. He was super young. He had to be like 23. And Mr. Mr. P, I'm not going to say his full name because, you know, privacy. But I remember when he said, you guys, if you all average above a B plus on the next quiz, I will do the Humpty dance for you. Oh, my God. And if you don't know what the Humpty dance is, you should Google it because it's a lot of fun. And we did it. And he was like this very tall. He had to be as tall as Connell, like six, four, lanky, like, dude. And so seeing this like floppy marionette of a human do the Humpty <laughs> dance, it was so worth it. It was so worth doing well in that math quiz. Although I, I do that. think that I personally brought down the average, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you do it as a group. You're all good. So this question we got is from someone who we assume is in some kind of period of transition. And that can be changing jobs or leaving or moving schools. We don't, we don't totally know. But some context clues help us out that make us think this person might be young and for the first time ever having to deal with the fact that they're not seeing their friends as often. Jen, I remember the first time I truly felt nostalgia. And I think that that's partially what this question is about. It's about this person has now lived long enough to have had lives that they can now look back on and miss. And I remember I had to be, I mean, early 20s, maybe. So it, it took me a while to feel nostalgic about like the, the olden days. But I remember Andy, uh, one of my dearest friends, texted me and he goes, Trin, I need you to put some kind of substance into your body and listen to the All-American Rejects as loud as you can right now. And I was like, what is this feeling I'm feeling? I feel like happy, but also like sad at the same time. And I'm like, I I feel like I'm 16, but I also feel as old as time. It was just like really a really like interesting first experience because that's it is like, you know, everything in a human life needs to be experienced for the first time, including nostalgia. Music can be such a memory bomb, too. You know, the the music that you responded powerfully to when you were, like, of a certain age, and then you hear that song again, it's like, oh, my God, it's, like, transportive. 
Absolutely. I mean, and like and we talk about how much I fucking love Jimmy Eat World and I know part of it is nostalgia, but also like their entire discography is very good. So it's kind of like being a fan. I mean, OK, Rush fans are going to hate that I say this, but it's kind of like being a fan of Rush, you know, like all they're all it's all good. Like whatever. Anyway, I'll fight you if you want to tell me that my love for Jimmy Eat World isn't just nostalgia. But no one would say <laughs> that to me, not to my face. No. Anyway, <laughs> Jen, what have you been up to lately? Summer Jen has been activated. Um, a little earlier this year. So every year uh, a switch turns on in my brain and I become what is known as happy. And that happens <laughs> That happens around May or June when the weather is warm and I get to walk around in the sunshine with hat and sunscreen, of course. And then I get to uh, go into my house and take a cold shower and enjoy the AC. That's one of my favorite feelings in the world. And I get to do that early this time of year because it is so warm. In fact, I experienced my first hangover of the summer. And that's always a that's always a big deal because having I I don't I don't have hangovers often. Like it's not really part of my life. But the first one that you have when it's 80 degrees outside, that is a memorable hangover. Woof. Oh, Jen, I'm really glad that you are enjoying the sunshine because, as you know, I've moved to Texas, which is where the sun is from, as we've discussed, and, and he he stays here. This is just where he likes to be. Um, in this universe, the sun is Apollo, and therefore his pronouns are he, him. What's important <laughs> here is that I hate the sun for a lot of reasons. And I got to tell you, I discovered, and this is clearly not for you, Jen, but maybe for other people. Uh, on the show who hate the sun uh, you can just get this like film that you put on your windows and it blocks like 90 percent of the sun and I have this stuff and it's like it's it looks like gray or whatever and like it's kind of like a like cling film and you can reuse it you can actually take it down and put it on other windows and it's amazing it's like I have sunglasses on my windows all the time <laughs> I could see why that would be so useful. It's so, so, so good because like my cats, you know, they when they're in my office, like they are looking out the window and stuff. And I don't want to take that away from them, you know, but I do want my window to be closed and I would like all solar energy to be on the outside where it belongs. So I got this stuff and I put it on and it's been great. You can't even see in the window at all. It looks like there's just there's just nothing. It looks like my office is a void from the outside. Either way, if you are enjoying the summer, take Jen's advice and go get a hangover. And if you are not enjoying <laughs> the summer, take my advice and just put as many possible protective layers between you and the sunshine as you can. All are valid. I don't recommend the hangover. I got to say, you know, it's you know, you're like in for like a headache in the morning when you wake up and you take your first pee of the day and your <laughs> pee is like the color of an egg yolk and you're or a banana <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> oh, I've made I made a tiny, huge mistake. <laughs> Jen, don't dehydrate yourself. But also, I like, know. if you're going to dehydrate yourself, I'm glad that it's for fun reasons. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. We all choose the personal damage that we take over time, you know, like, like, for example, I was just thinking today about the fact that like, you know, I floss, you know, I do like, like little extra, I, I, whenever I'm working, like I'll get up and move around and make sure I'm like my blood's moving or whatever, but I haven't like done a fucking push up, you know, I haven't like Ugh, run. I mean, my foot's, my foot is broken, but like still, and I was just thinking like, there's no possible way to take care of every single aspect of the human body in it in adulthood without like not have you you'd have to have no other responsibilities like you got to do your kegels so that your freaking like bladder is a good muscular base you got to freaking uh, remember to wear sunscreen every day like 
It's just like there's so many little things. And I, I guess what I'm saying, I'm saying this out loud to you, audience, because I know that you're forgetting something. Maybe you're not washing your sheets every week like you should, or maybe you don't, you know, dust as often as you ought to. It's okay, all right? There's there's no human being who's doing all of it, all right? So, like, don't feel too shitty about the fact that you haven't done a sit-up in a few years. Oh, yeah. Man, the, the list of shoulds for me, are it's so long. Oh, I should do that. It's too long. So, it's too long. But I have, like, a, a, a priority list, and the first one is, like, Mavi, and, like, everything else falls into place and sort of gets done, maybe not really. Jen, I love that because that's so true. You have to choose your priorities because like I mentioned the other episode that like I've started meditating because I personally feel like that's going to be really beneficial for me. And I know that it would be really beneficial for me if I like took my vitamin D at the right time. It would be really beneficial for me if I like, I don't know, like there's all these little bullshit things you can do that should make your life easier and make you healthy or whatever. But there's no way to have that much time. So it's like make your choices, decide where your priorities are, and, and that's okay. Oh, I have a transition into the question now if you'd like. Yes, yes, yes. Hit it. So just like prioritizing whether you do push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, kegels, or washing your sink down or, you know, dusting for mildew, you also have to prioritize where your friends fall as you go through different phases in your life. This week's asker seems like like a a small young one, and I'm so excited to talk about them. Uh, Jen, let's hit it. Let's, Let's read that question. Is it normal for friends to shift away when we don't go to the same class, when we don't see each other as often? I have been friends with these people for a few years. We still hang out, but not as much. And sometimes I want to hang out with them every day like in high school. But it's weird to do so when we don't see each other as much. Is this normal? It's so normal. (laughs) End of episode. (laughs) It is. You're normal. Bye. (laughs) Good luck being normal. Uh, We have no idea what that's like. Um, But it's, yes, totally normal. Um, It is not a thought crime to miss your friends (laughs) at all. You're you're doing, you're doing okay. It is, it is not weird. It is totally okay to miss your friends and want to see them. And I think what you're having, as we kind of touched on in, in the beginning of the episode, is perhaps your first bout of nostalgia. You have officially lived long enough to miss the other lives that you've had. So congratulations to you. Uh, And now you are in a transition period. Let's talk about transition periods, Jen. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the only time I saw my friends every single day was when I was a kid and I would roam around the neighborhood with a a whole pack of kids. Like we were just like a roaming pack of feral hogs. And um, (laughs) that was probably the last time you saw friends every single day because I had absolutely no responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. I When I was thinking about this question, the only time outside of childhood that I saw my friends every day, because I didn't even see them every day in, in college, was specifically when I was in Berlin for school for like six months or whatever it was. And I don't even talk to any of those people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like like no big falling out or anything. It's just like, you know, you you lose touch and, and you figure out who's like very important to your life and, and who you prioritize. And it's fine. So I guess the other version of this question is, is it normal to see your friends every day? And to that, I would say, uh, yeah, that also would be normal. Like I used to see Jen every single day because we worked in the same building for a really long time and it was great. But we have found a way to stay in touch now that that's not happening anymore, you know, and we have this podcast. And if we didn't have this podcast, we would have video calls and we, we text all the time, no matter what. So you will find a groove that works for whatever particular friend that you're you're talking about right now, I think. Like everybody will have a different path forward, I think. Don't underestimate what it's like to be in a time of transition. Even 
small and good changes are still changes. Like, I wonder if you're feeling weird and not normal right now because you're picking up on something. Like, I remember my junior year of college, me and my two uh, friends who were becoming roommates just signed a lease for an apartment. And we were so thrilled because we got a cheap apartment that we wanted and we were thrilled to uh, be living together. And yet after we signed the lease, we were all pretty quiet on the sidewalk. And I remember someone, I think it was uh, my friend Allie, went, anyone else feeling weird? And the reason was because uh, it was our first apartment. It was like a, it was a, it was a moment. And uh, like, we were happy, but we were also like, huh, this is different. It's going to be different. Like we're moving out of the dorms. What a big deal. A transition period in anything can often kind of uh, ripple outward into the other things that you care about. Because any transition can be a lot of work. And it sounds like, we're not super certain, uh, but it sounds like you either like maybe just graduated one school or another, or you just started your first big people adult job, or you're looking for one, or maybe you're about to start college, or you're in it, or you're not sure if you want to go. Those are big, big questions and big, big steps for a person to take, no matter which one of those things, or maybe a completely different thing I didn't mention that you're dealing with. And I I don't want you to underestimate how much work that is and how much work probably all of your other friends are putting in to figuring out their early adulthood as well. So you're not seeing your friends every day. It is totally normal to miss them. But there are reasons why that's happening that are not really within your control. And they are also really neutral reasons. Your friends are not abandoning you and you don't seem to feel abandoned, which is great. You're like 10 steps ahead of where I felt when I was like 19 or whatever it was. Uh, so you're doing you're doing well. I think that it's OK to look back into the past and, and, and miss it and blast all American rejects for a while and, and weep. That's OK. Another perspective on that is like how lucky that you have some memories and can feel nostalgia that you look back on with a with a hint of melancholy, but mostly just warmth. Like that means you've you've seen you've seen life. You've enjoyed it. You love your friends that there's there's I hope you feel some gratitude for that. But in general, I think my recommendation here is visit the past, acknowledge it, look back fondly, but try not to recreate or hyper fixate on the past all the time. The present and the future are pretty damn important, too. And I know it feels urgent. It's like I haven't seen my friends in a week and we used to see each other every single day. We would meet for breakfast in the in the cafeteria and then we would all uh, go to the beach or like whatever, whatever you did in your summers between college. And for me, I was extremely useless human. Um, So um, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, um, what I'm getting at is what can you do right now? to have fun with your friends. And does that mean making plans to see them in three weeks? Or does it mean like getting a text, a funny text chain going? Like try not to worry so much about the past. And the key word here is try, you know, because this is difficult. Uh, Sometimes things are difficult until they're not difficult anymore. And usually when that happens is when a new interesting, difficult thing occurs. And now you're focused on that. Um, Jen, I really love that advice. I really love making room for your friends in your life as it exists now. And also embrace your growth. You are going to have new interests and make new connections. And they don't necessarily, you know, supersede your, your old friendships or anything. This is actually good for your old friends. When you grow and when you experience new things, you bring that back to the people that are close to you and you inspire one another to move forward. You also have new things to talk about. 
Like I remember, uh, oh man, I had to be like 23, 24. I remember the day that we were all playing Mario Kart 64 in our friend's basement. And I realized that we were all making the same jokes we make every time that we hung out. We were all picking the same Mario Kart characters we pick every time. Obviously, I'm Toad. And and I realized that we were not growing at all. Like nothing was changing. Nothing was different. Like nobody was was doing anything new. And and I ended up not not actively like leaving the friend group or anything. But I, I realized that I needed to branch out more and I needed to make connections because these were friends from like, you know, high school and, and, and back in the day. I realized I needed to make friends at college, which I, right, I didn't, right. you know, like, again, I was 23, 24. I'd already graduated. Uh, and I thought to myself, I don't even I don't talk to my college friends. I'm still really stuck in where I was when I was like 19. And, you know, I mean, the difference between 19 and 24 or 23 is like four or five years. And that's not enormous. But even then, it was very clear to me, you have to experience new things to grow. And I am so glad that from the question, it doesn't sound like you're holding yourself back at all. It just sounds like you you miss people. And wow, is that normal? And how good is it that you are embracing moving forward as well as cherishing the time that you spent in the past? Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you used the word cherish, Trin, because I think, I think that's an important, important verb here. After not being able to see my friends for a year, over a year, actually, I cannot tell you how I cherish their company more than I ever have. Went out to dinner the other night outside on a patio, and I was like, at one point, I was watching the group talk, and I was sitting back, and I wasn't looking at my phone. I was just like staring at these people, and no, I wasn't sober. Um, But I was like, (laughs) oh my God, this is surreal. And all it is is dinner. (laughs) But it it was really, really special. And I wouldn't want to redo the last year or I would never want to re- have to live through another pandemic. But it did. It, the only upside I can imagine, <laughs> this isn't even an upside, is it did. It does make me cherish uh, the people that I do get to see, even if I don't get to see them that often. Like, oh, God, it does suck. Oh, absolutely. Hanging out with your friends every day is just something that adults don't really get to do. And don't get sad. Okay, don't get sad yet. Let me explain. Let me explain. (laughs) Okay. As you grow, you care more about having a clean living area. For example, um, in my very first apartment when I was like 20, 21 or something, there is a hole above the toilet in our bathroom, like clear through the ceiling. (laughs) And it would just drip down and we just gave up on the bathroom. It was the only bathroom in the apartment. We just, what we would do is we, we gave up and we would go to the pizza place next door anytime we needed to pee or poop. And it, God help you if you needed to shower. And we didn't give a shit. And, and I had so much time on my hands. I didn't care about cleaning my bathroom before my friends came over. No, like they came over and Corey would throw up on our neighbor's roof and we had a great time, you know. But now that I'm, you know, coming up on 36, choo-choo, I care more about my living space and I spend um, some time keeping it together, you know, and that's not bad and it's not sad and it doesn't suck because it feels productive and it, and it gives me a more relaxed place to be. And as you get older, you care more about having a reasonable bedtime. And that also, you know, to a 20 year old sounds super sad, but I'll tell you what, it's not. Getting a good night's sleep is great. And then I wake up and I and I can I can write, you know, and I can function and I can do what I want to do and create what I want to create. 
And like there's all kinds of adult bullshit, like grocery shopping because you want to eat fresh produce because of your fiber intake and you sweep your deck and you got to make sure your shower curtains are clean. Those things start happening more often because you care more. And again, this is always so general. And there are plenty of people who grow up and do not feel this way at all. And you know what? God bless you for living in filth and doing whatever you need to do. Okay, like just just enjoy that. The culmination of this whole little tangent is your life is going to change. What you want is going to change. And that's good. That's really good. And just ride that wave and enjoy all of these lives and identities that you get to inhabit because you've only had maybe two or three so far. I mean, picture yourself 10 years ago. What were you were? Were you an actual child 10 years ago? Were you like 11, 12? Like imagine how different that person is. And picture the growth that had to happen every single day for you to get to be who you are now. You're way cooler now than you were when you were 10. I guarantee it. You're probably way more fun to talk to than you were when you were 12, (laughs) you know, and that's good. And uh, I man, I hate sounding so cheesy sometimes on this show. But man, when young people and by young people, I mean, like literally anybody who's any year younger than me at this point, when young people write into the show, I'm just so happy that they're spending this time in introspection that it didn't it didn't even cross my mind to be to be introspective about who I am as a person until like I was like fucking 32. I'll tell yeah, you what. Yeah. Until I, basically, basically until I met Jen, which was like, <laughs> I think, tw- 28, late 20s. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what it comes down to. I think fun is going to look different. OK, like this morning I was texting with a friend about what time she was going to arrive at the farmer's market. And <laughs> 10 years ago, I not only what I've not done that, I wouldn't have like woken up in time to make it to the farmer's market. And I know that sounds sad, but how lucky we are to change and grow and to have the opportunity to care about different things. And I feel like I touched upon this a little bit our last episode, Trent, when we were getting, we were talking about black holes in space and getting overwhelmed. But um, (laughs) you, your friendships will change and grow and look different. And that the transitions can be a little painful or you can experience some growing pains. But how lucky to have your life unfolding in front of you. Like that's that's such that's try to treasure it as much as you can. <laughs> Man, and Jen, we keep on saying things. I know this sounds sad. I know this sounds boring. And uh, I want to be super clear that I, I like my life. I like that I woke up at eight o'clock today and I ran my Roomba and I'm going to give my house like a real good vacuum down right after we record this podcast. It just sounds weird to somebody who might be 23 in, in a completely different place. I remember, God, I remember being 21 and being like, oh, my God, I'm going to bed at 1 a.m. Like I'm 30 years old. Or something. <laughs> I don't think I've stayed up till one. Right. But it's like I, I really I love my life. I'm so happy with my tiny poltergeist of a cat who hates order and loves chaos. And every morning I wake up and something is fucked up and I have to fix it. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy it. And, and like and I enjoy the freedom of getting to choose who I grow into and uh, what I do. It's a really beautiful thing to become older. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, this question is really about the normal changes that a human being goes through in life. I mean, I'm going to do a plant metaphor again, Jen. Yeah, I'm do it. Do it, do it. So I love to watch plants grow because it's all one plant, you know, but it's a lot of different leaves. 
And these leaves can shrivel up and, and move on because they're not needed anymore. These leaves can keep growing big and big and big. It just depends on the conditions. That's you, buddy. You are watching the plant of your life kind of unfurl. And yes, you are seeing some parts of it shed. And that is normal and natural. And and maybe you really liked that leaf. You know, uh, I have this red buttons peperomia. And I'll tell you what, every time I enjoy the red buttons, they fall straight off. Aww. What's important is that you accept that that's how the plant occurs. That Ooh. is how a life occurs. That is that is a natural, normal thing. And uh, I'm so glad that you had such a good time at one point that you can miss it. Oh, yeah. That's exactly how I'm handling grief right now. <laughs> and in a good way, I'm looking back fondly on all the things I got to share with my mom and being like, hell yeah. Like, I'm so glad I, I it's not all sad, you know? Like, yeah. I'm so lucky that I can look back fondly and, and actually smile. Oh, that's such a gift. Jen, that fucking rules. That's a really, really beautiful sentiment. You mentioned in the question that you still see your friends, uh, not as often, but you still see them. That's great. You are already doing a great job nurturing these friendships and keeping them in the future if you are still hanging out, if you are still texting. And I want you to, as you go into the next coming years and decades and such, it'll be harder, you know, and people have more that they have to juggle and schedules will be more difficult to align. But when it happens, when you get that together, it is chef kiss magic. OK, like when when you get those people that you love so much together, like I can't, <laughs> Jen, I'm sorry. I keep on talking about how much I love seeing you and your like college friends together on Instagram. Oh, it's it gives special. me such. Yeah, it's so special. It gives me such joy because like, again, you know, friend groups are so difficult to maintain. And, and the natural state of friend groups is usually like splintering and changing and evolving. It's not usually like, staying together. So when it happens, oh, it's oh fucking, that's art. It's, it's, it's art. Art, it's masterpiece, especially after this last year of not seeing each other in person. But um, Trin, when I visited your apartment to do our little plant exchange before you moved, yeah, um, I left feeling lighter, energized, with a smile on my face. And we talk, we talk a lot about how, uh, because we're introverted, how social interactions often drain us. But lately, the opposite is happening. Lately, it's kind of like, oh, I'm so glad I FaceTime with Trin. I'm gonna have a good rest of the day. Like, oh, so nice. Sometimes your life circumstances change in such a way that your value for hanging out with people changes. Like, you know, Jen, you know, I used to work in events. And so I was forced to be around people all of the time. Yes. All of the time. Uh, and I, I still consider myself quite introverted. And I do think that, like, I've been, you know, finding I'm more introverted in, in shelter in place. But when I see people, it's like a it is like a gift. It's like Santa just shimmied down my chimney and shat out everything I wanted. <laughs> Because it's like it's it's a feeling that I no longer get from anything else, you know, like I would get that socializing feeling from work. And now that I don't, when I get it, it's just like, oh, delicious candy. Um, nom, 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 you know, Yeah, it's actually why I like weddings. I know some people aren't aren't wild about them and it's totally valid. But I, I tend to really like weddings because. Um, they're basically turned into little reunions. <laughs> yeah. It is hard to, as we said, to line up everybody's schedule. So when it happens, it is a, uh, you know, a, I used to have uh, the Garitano reunion up in uh, Michigan every year. And we would uh, bake a big bonfire and eat a lot of barbecue. And, you know, we don't do that now because pandemic. 
But like that was the way that we all kept in touch, you know, and you will find that giant bonfire in the middle of the woods in Michigan that works for you. Oh, I love that. You will find your bonfire. You will figure out what is feasible, what is possible. If I relate to this asker at all, I remember feeling like an urgent need after college to like, oh my God, we have to plan a weekend reunion. We have to plan a trip. Otherwise, we're all going to lose touch with each other. That's not true. You can be a little more patient and let people kind of fall into their new roles, into their new jobs, new classes, whatever. It is okay to drift a little. That doesn't mean anyone's disappearing. It just means you're, you're getting into settling into something new. Jen, that reminds me of, uh, man, I had the Omega Sads the other day. You know when you get like the Omega Sads? Like mm, like mm-hmm. just the confluence of like I was PMSing and I read some bad news and like just like a whole bunch oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. And you just and you just feel shitty and there's nothing you could do about it. And you get the Omega Sads. And I think that most people get them and, and you figure out your way to deal with them. For me, it's just I just need to be alone and feel them. But I know that when I have the omega sads, I can be a little self-destructive. And the self-destructive thing that I did was um, my dear friend that I was texting through this. I hadn't seen this person. I haven't seen this person in like a couple of years, even though they are very, very close to me and very, very dear to me. And uh, I said something that I knew was not going to be received well. I said, I'm scared that we don't know each other anymore. And I can't believe how well this person responded to that because it's true. Uh, so, so they responded to me. They said, yeah, it's been a long time and we do have very different lives than we used to have when we both lived in the same city. But I know what's true about you. I know what your values are. I know who you are as a person. And I don't know the ins and outs of your everyday. I don't know what your Costco shopping list is, but I know who you are. And that's the most important thing. And then I lost it. And I had a bunch of bunch of weeping after that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's that's getting to me. That that get me right to the heart. Yeah. And it was and I needed it so badly. And I want you to know that that is already true about the people who are close to you. They know who you are. (laughs) And that's so beautiful and good. Some of your friends, they're just fucking stuck with you. You know, <laughs> like I have I have my like top like my, my five friends that like, oh, you're 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 in this. I, I am not letting you go kind of thing. You're just you're just yeah. your kin now. And that's how it goes. And you will find those people and those people may change. And uh, I'm excited for you and, and your future. Jen, uh, what, what, what else do we want to talk about? Are we ready to wrap? You're right. Re- I think we're ready to wrap. Um, I think we're good here. I, I love what you said about sometimes you're just stuck with people. Yeah. And that can be so beautiful. Right. <laughs> like, I remember um, last 4th of July, we, we uh, me and my friends got together on a deck, like 10 feet apart. And on a projector, we watched two movies, Jaws and Independence Day. Because those are very two 4th of July movies. Yes, yes, yes. And then recently, we were talking about, like, talking about that. And someone in the friend group, I actually can't even remember who, said, like, hey, do you want to do that again? And then someone else went, do you want to do that every 4th of July for the rest of our lives. And I was kind of like, that is, I know they were exaggerating, but I was, my answer was like, yeah, I kind of do. I do want to watch Jaws every 4th of July. Fucking love sharks and you guys, I guess. (laughs) I love it. God, those are really good 4th of July movies. And Jen. Aren't they? You made it happen. You had like a, a good, socially distant, safe hangout with people that you loved. You made a memory successfully during Shelter in Place. That's incredible work. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know, I, I think this is worthwhile mentioning before we get into the in conclusion. 
we keep talking about how you will make new connections and et cetera. It'll be great. You'll make new friends. Your friends will also make new friends. But being happy for your friends is a, an, a never ending resource. Your friends are going to be happy over a variety of different weird things, you know, and sometimes it's other new friends and sometimes it's, you know, big life events. But if you can truly feel joy on their behalf, that increases your joy just in, in your life exponentially if you can feel it on behalf of somebody else. Hard agree. Oh, man. Yeah, that is that is so key. Um, and so I know social media can make that seem hard. It's it's hard to see your friends hanging out without you. But man, if like Trin, I I'm so touched that you you think it's so sweet that I was hanging out with my college friends Fucking because you know me and you know how big of a deal that is. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, and like you know, it's so I, I like us as an example because like you know the people who listen to this show know us, but not really anybody else that we're talking about. So it's cool that we have that that connection. Like, I love hanging out with Jen and we have a ton of fun when we do it. And it rules that she has other people who love her. And like all that love is so beautiful. And I'm going to weep. Let's do the in conclusion. All right. Hit it. I don't want to do the in conclusion. I'm too I'm too verklempt. <laughs> OK. Uh, in conclusion, you are really on the right track. The fact that you are even thinking to yourself, Dang, I miss seeing my friends every day. A lot of people wouldn't even know that that's what's making them sad. So like, hell yeah, great first step. You will find ways to keep those reunions in your life. But it's also important to accept that your life is changing and it's good. Uh, That next phase in your life could be amazing. And then the next phase after that could be amazing. And the more things that you experience, the more you will have to talk about with your old friends who love you and miss you. So you're going to be okay, and your feelings are normal. There are no thought crimes here. You can have sad, irrational, bad, uh, jealous feelings as much as you want, dude, Uh, and, and that's okay. You can have them, hold on to them, and then let them go, and live your life. Um, I don't know. I'm feeling really hopeful and optimistic for this person. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I guess the the main crux of the question was, is this normal? And to that, I would say you are asking the wrong people. But yes, <laughs> yes, it seems I've no, I don't see anything in this question that strikes me as abnormal. A hundred percent. All right. This has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to follow us on the tweet tweets, you can at do friendship. Um, we're also on Twitch, though we haven't used it in a while. And that's also do friendship. If you are interested in asking us a question or just like saying hi, I guess, um, you could do that in the same place, which is friendshippingpodcast.com. Go to that tab that says get in touch. And then there's a little form where you can put in a beautiful fake name for us to read. You can also email us. Emailing us is totally good. Um, So friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Ian Parman, for editing. Thank you, Monica Verma, our agent. Thank you so much, Lauren Gallagher, for your design work. And Molly Lewis, that theme song, just it gets me every single week. And audience, thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. Why is the car still loud? <laughs> Shut up, car. Shut up, car. Fuck off. <laughs>